last thing you're talking about, uh, not much is happening in Kansas, not much happens in Smallville. Right. So he says, well, let's see what I can end up doing over here in neighboring city, the, the big apricot, Metropolis. Because that's what they call it in the comics, is they call it the big apricot. No it? way. Really? Yeah, they actually do. They actually call <laughs> Metropolis the big apricot. So... He goes to the city. He has all those normal big city ideas as living in a small town, going to a big city in his head, and goes up there, starts looking, starts apartment hunting, realizes that things are more expensive in a big city. All that normal stuff that happens. But this is all more of a montage so that you, know, mm-hmm. you can kind of move through him moving to the big city. You know, he, he reads through newspapers to find a job, things like that. Normal people stuff realizes that the paper he's reading, the Daily Planet, has their own section in the classifieds that says, hey, we're looking for reporters. In the comics, much like in my version of Superman, you know, he does go to college for writing and journalism. But you don't really see a whole lot of that for time reasons. Yeah, you've got a story to tell. Exactly. Trying to kind of move him into the position where he would be in the city. And you have a scene with him in the city walking up to the daily planet and you see the planet all the way up top and he's looking up at it and a woman brushes by him and says watch out she's got black hair and that's Lois Lane you mm. to find out <laughs> he's getting ready to go in for a big for an interview with Perry White he goes in and Perry is very Perry it's a very quick big interview where he pretty much hires Clark on the spot and says hey Lois he's yours show him how to do the th- do the thing And she goes, well, I've got a big story going on with our resident billionaire. He's got a bunch of stuff going on there. And then, well, he goes, well, take Clark with you to go see the, to go do the thing, to go do the interview with the big billionaires, obviously, Lex Luthor. I I hadn't decided what the big inner, what the big press conference was going to be about, because Luthor does a lot of stuff. Correct. But before Superman shows up, Luthor doesn't do nearly as much in terms of he's still kind of like that backdoors dealing billionaire that does a lot of shady stuff. But at this point, he's not doing nearly as much shady stuff because at this point, Superman doesn't exist. Clark hasn't really started to do anything because he just got to the city. So he hasn't really started to do anything. Or And part of the reasoning for that is he's just gotten there. He doesn't really know what's going on mm-hmm. because of the fact that everything's so new to him. So the first thing that he that ends up calling for a need for Superman is at this press conference, it's going to be an attack. Somebody's going to make an attempt on Luthor. Mm-hmm. This is where Superman first appears. And he's got the costume. It's the very early costume. It won't necessarily be because Superman and Lois already did it. The very, very early costume. Yeah. But it will be a very early version of the costume he ends up with. An earlier iteration of his outfit, yeah. It'll be a earlier iteration with... He'll still have the red underpants, and the. it will be a very early idea for what the costume is to become. So all of that happens, and this is where Luthor kind of starts to develop this animosity, because Luthor has all these bodyguards, and he has all these things. He's kind of like the man who has everything. And then this guy jumps in and has more than him. It starts something in Luthor's head where, like, you know, I kind of don't like this guy. He's powerful. And, you know, Superman, he's going to be Sorry. hes going to be the happy guy without being... He's no Wally West or Barry Allen. He's not quipping. But, I mean, he'll 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 have his zingers because he's Superman. He's a, he's a happy guy. He does talk a little bit, even though he's, he's he can be a very serious person. He's not serious to the point of being Batman. 
and he, he's, he's that middle ground where, and that's kind of where Superman always exists. Is he's, he's always the middle ground. He's always a mediator. And this is why I really like the characterization from Superman the Animated Series. He doesn't like to throw a punch unless he absolutely has to. Mm-hmm. And that's the best thing about Superman is he learns to listen and talk before a fist ever gets this is going to create that animosity between him and Luthor. We'll get into a little bit more past, and then he'll have a couple of short run-ins with a couple of smaller rogues. And during one of these run-ins is when Brainiac is going to show up for Earth. So the run-ins with rogues would it be kind of would it be like a montage type thing, or just like a day-to-day Clark Kent being Clark Kent, and just like something he'll he'll like stumble upon. Some sort of crime will be committed, and he's like, oh, got to go be Superman and come back. Right. It'll it'll be more like that. It won't necessarily be a montage because his rogues deserve a little bit more respect than being a part of a montage. They, they won't be necessarily long fights because a lot of Superman's rogues, they aren't necessarily difficult for him to face. It's just the way that he faces them makes them a little bit more difficult. Yeah, because he doesn't want to show up and he doesn't want to show up and punch him in the face. He's trying to find a way around that. Exactly. He's always looking for the angle, which is very... Oh, very reporter, yeah. It's very journalistic of him. He's always looking for the angle. So, Brainiac shows up. He cleans up his little mess real quick. <laughs> he cleans up what he's got going on. And I'm sorry, sorry, sir. I happened to wet myself while you were out to get my planet. So, so he, fly, he flies up there, and he, he's kind of looking at the spaceship. He, he kind of yells at it, because, you know, Superman's loud. You know, who, who who are you and what do you, what do you want? And Brainiac comes down from, and he's like, well, I didn't know uh, humans could do this. So you're a very interesting specimen there, sir. Because Brainiac has amassed a lot of knowledge. And he amasses a lot of knowledge about planets before he even gets to them. So he doesn't know, uh, he doesn't know that Superman's Kryptonian at this point. He doesn't. Okay, carry on. He doesn't know. He thinks that Superman is a human that was born with special abilities. Metahuman? But humans don't even know that there are metahumans yet. Okay. So, like, the Flash doesn't exist yet. So Superman's the first super in this reality, I guess. Superman, in in this reality, Superman kind of comes about at the same time as Batman, Batman. and Superman are the first. That's the best way to go about it. This idea actually was, this was the start of an idea for an entire universe mm-hmm. that uh, me and my cousin came up with. He and I split the different heroes, and I was like, well, I'll take Superman, and I'll take Batman, and uh, I'll make them into the the heroes. And, you know, I think that they should start off the universe because that's how DC started. World's finest. DC started with Superman and Batman because Superman was 1939 under... Action Comics? Under, well, Action Comics number one. That that was in 1939, and DC wasn't even DC at this point. They were actually National Comics. Huh. History lesson for you guys. So, that's where Superman starts, and then Batman starts in, I believe it was Detective Comic, Comics number 42. Um, and this was in uh, 1940 or 1942 was when uh, Batman was introduced in Detective Comics. Because originally, Detective Comics was literally just Detective Comics. Just comics about regular detectives. And Mm -hmm. they came up with Superman and was like, well, here's another superhero for you. Superman makes sense to be the first. In in the same way that uh, Marvel had their first family. Which we will get to. 
you know, DC has their first hero. He establishes the hope. He establishes a standard for everybody else. Exactly. And that's kind of what we're doing in the Superman movie, is establishing the fact that not everything is solved with fists. That's why it was important to me to start with Brainiac, because of the fact that Brainiac is not something that you can just solve with fists. It, it is a very brain versus brawn. Well, I find that really fascinating, because even though it's a brain versus brawn, Superman... Superman is the brawn, but he's going to, it's more like brain versus heart or something like that, because he's not going to want to do that. But right, he's not going to want to, you know, want, I mean, he's not going to want to have to destroy Brainiac. He's not going to want to have to fight Brainiac. But he will if he has to. Correct. All right, so he's yelling at the ship. Right, and Brainiac comes down, and they're, they're, they're having a little heart-to-heart there. And he's like, and Brainiac's kind of like, you know, I'm here to collect some information. And Superman's just kind of like, well, what kind of information do you want? And he's like, well, I, well I'm going to need this city. And Superman's like, no, we can't have that. I can't, I can't have you taking all the city. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's not even... And then Brainiac's kind of like, well, that's not even the word. I'm, I'm going to destroy this planet. Because I'm the only one that's allowed to have it. And Superman's like, well, well, wait, hold up. There's a lot of people who live on this planet. So, so I can't let you do that. And Brainiac was like, well, I have all this knowledge, and I not only know how to outmaneuver you because of the fact that I'm so intelligent, I can outfight you just because of the fact that I have all this fighting knowledge from all of these different planets. And right now, all I can see you doing is you can fly, and that's pretty interesting. Um, So, I mean, I'm probably going to keep you alive, and I'm going to do tests on you and stuff to find out what makes you tick. But the rest of the planet's got to go. I'm taking the city. Uh, would he be taking Metropolis? Yes, he's okay. taking Metropolis. Because this, because not the Africa. Right. We don't want him to take the Africa. So um, Superman's like, well, listen, uh, we're gonna have to figure something else out because <laughs> you, you can't. I, I can't allow any of this. Like this ain't gonna fly. And then Brainiac's going to shoot him with a giant laser and be like, well, you're not going to be able to stop me. And then Superman's going to get back up and he's going to be like, no, listen, we're going to talk this out. <laughs> then Brainiac's like, wait, whoa, hold, hold No one's about the laser. <laughs> and it's going to be like, if you're, if you're going to take the laser, then it looks like I'm going to have to get my own hands dirty. And so Brainiac kind of punches him because, you know, Brainiac does have strength. He has some semblance of superpowers other than his brain. Yes. So he punches him real hard. Superman goes. <laughs> and then Superman comes back and it's like, wait a second, I just punched you with... And it's like, yeah, but we're still going to talk this out. And you know, Superman is going to be very adamant about talking this out. Because he's like, I don't want to fight you. I, I, I want to try and figure out a way that you're just going to leave without trying to destroy the planet. And Superman's kind of like, if I absolutely have to fight you in order to protect the planet then that's what's going to end up happening. But I'd like to avoid that. And Brainiac's like, well, we're not going to avoid that. We're, we're, we're probably going to have to fight. I'm going to win, and I'm still going to take the city. And then Superman's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And then Superman finally throws a punch. First real punch of the like, movie. It's going to be, it's not going to be like a, it's not going to be like a big punch. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more of like, I'm going to knock you off your high horse real quick. 
Would we're you like to see what I'm capable of? We're we're gonna bring you back to we're gonna bring you back down to reality and see if we can have this conversation on a more level on a more level playing field. So he knocks him off and the robot he falls to Earth. Superman comes down and is like, So now now that you've felt like a little bit, are are you ready to talk this out? And Brainiac gets up and it's like, Yeah, no. We're gonna have this out. So they start battling it out. And Brainiac's, like, really taking these punches. You start to see, like, pieces of them falling off. And it's like, well, wait a second. Brainiac talked all this shit. And he's, like, falling apart to Superman's punches. And, you know, you see pieces flying everywhere. And it's like, well, Superman's taking this guy apart pretty easy. And then as they're finally starting to end the fight, you know, Brainiac's kind of in pieces. It's like, are you ready to talk now? Or are we going to have to, you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to. I don't understand why you're falling apart so easy. I'm 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 holding back, and then the the eyes sort of shut off, and then you start to see robots start to drop to the earth from the spaceship. From the spaceship, another another couple of things that look exactly like the Brainiac you just fought. Another of these strong beings start to come down to earth and start to kind of collect, and then you see the robots start fighting people. And so Superman's flying around. He's taking out these robots. He's taking out these extra Brainiacs pretty easy. And then it cuts to a chair inside the ship. You can see kind of what's going on from this higher point. Then all you hear is like, yeah, I can't have this. So he was never really there. Like in the comics, Brainiac always uses a proxy. <laughs> Brainiac will always have a proxy after proxy after proxy after proxy before he ever does anything himself. Not to sully my hands. Superman's like dusting off his hands and he's like, this is a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. And all of a sudden, like a speeding bullet, Fist comes and knocks the hell out of Superman. Oh no. And this is where the real battle begins. Brainiac's like, listen, you may have taken care of my sentries, you may have taken care of my proxies. You've lasted a whole lot longer than a lot of other people have against me. But we're not going to have this anymore. And so, big battle ensues. You know, Superman's fighting Brainiac. Brainiac's fighting Superman. And they're, they're, they're battling back and forth. And Superman's kind of... Superman's still kind of holding back. Yeah, as he does. Because at this point, he hasn't met anybody who can take... He's afraid of what he's capable of. Exactly. He hasn't even pushed himself to, like, even a fraction of his limit. Brainiac's not pushing himself either. It's a very active fight, but it also, both of them look kind of relaxed because they're not really pushing themselves. And while they're battling it out, Brainiac is sending down more sentries, so he's just kind of distracting Superman so that he can bottle up the city, which is why Brainiac's not really pushing himself. And so Superman, with his super hearing, he can kind of hear as... Obviously, people are going to start screaming when they start to see the robots start to show up again and people start dying again. And so Superman's like, wait, hold up. <laughs> Punches Brainiac real hard real quick and goes to start cleaning up again. Brainiac's like, well, wait, hold up. You were in the middle of a fight with me. Like, what are, what are we doing here? And he's like, listen, these people are a whole lot more important than you, okay? I care a lot about all these people, which is why I'm fighting you to begin with. And it's like, I, I, I have a duty to protect the people on this planet from people like you and from anyone else who tries to do them harm. Because these people are innocent, and they have done nothing wrong. 
And then Brainiac has this realization where he's like, okay, well, then I'm really going to have to take you out of the way. Because he's not going to stop. Because this fighting is just going to keep going on. So, down from the ship, he's going to just... You remember that laser he fired at Superman earlier? Oh, of course. That was a little laser. <laughs> Baby laser. He has much bigger lasers on that ship. Because Brainiac has all this knowledge, right? So, this ship is pretty much... It carries all of the knowledge. Mm-hmm. So he carries all the cities in there and stuff like that. And he fires this big laser. And Superman, he's amassed a lot of yellow sun energy, but in a lot of ways, and this is very similar to the way that it is in the comics, you know, he's he's a battery. So when he depletes all that yellow sun energy, he doesn't die, but he becomes not necessarily easier to fight, but he you can knock him out. Significantly depowers. Right. So, like, you can knock him out. So the big laser takes up a bunch of his uh, energy, and he ends up getting knocked out. And so two sentries come up, and they take him up to the ship. And Brainiac starts sending sentries to start preparing the city again. It takes a little bit to prepare a city Mm -hmm. for bottling. The only reason it doesn't take as long for Kandor is because of the fact that Brainiac wasn't as distracted. Right now, Brainiac has two things he's trying to do. He's trying to figure out why Superman is how he is and why Superman is able to stand up to him. And he's also split to try to bottle the city, take it with him so he can destroy the planet. Now, Superman wakes up on the ship. He's kind of tied up and everything. And um, he's starting to get some of his energy back. Mm -hmm. But because he's inside the ship, he's not getting nearly as much of the radiation He's still getting some. No direct sunlight. But there's no direct sunlight. Because the radiation still exists anywhere that the sun exists. Yes. Which is why Superman can still fight at night. Because there's still solar radiation on the planet. Because of the fact that... Well, science lesson. You know, the reason why the moon glows is because of the fact that the sun shines off of it. (laughs) There's still solar energy existing at every point on the planet. So Superman's still getting a little bit of energy. He's just not getting nearly as much as if he were, like, sitting directly under the sun. It's the same thing with, like, when he's on Earth, he's not gathering up nearly as much energy as if when he flies up into space to recharge, like he does in a lot of the different films. Yes. He flies up to be closer so that he can recharge. So he's laying on this table, tied up, and there's all these instruments, you know, all above him. And he's getting ready to pretty much be dissected. And... One of the Brainiac proxies walks in and is like, well, I can't be there in person because i got to oversee this stuff that you keep screwing up. I'll still be able to watch as I, di- as I dissect you. Because I'm going to figure out the reason why you are the way So, I mean, he's he's developed enough energy back to where his skin has now become... Impenetrable. Impenetrable again. So, Brainiac's using all these different tools on him and stuff like that. He can't fathom the reason why and then Superman's kind of like well I'm not actually from this planet because Superman knows he's from another planet Brainiac's kind of like well what do you mean and Superman's like well I'm not actually human I'm from another planet that got destroyed Brainiac's kind of like well what planet were you previous and he goes well I'm from Krypton but it doesn't exist anymore and then Brainiac's kind of like well I still have a piece of Krypton Oh, no. (laughs) And Brainiac, in his habitat, tries to keep them as closely as possible to the 
So he takes Superman, this depowered Superman, to another part of the ship where he keeps all the bottom cities. Superman goes through and he's like, so wait a second, you're key, you've destroyed all of these different planets, and you've got people in these little bottled cities kept hostage, and you've kept them here for years. And, like, these people are still living their lives. They, they, they live under Brainiac's, ta- like, rule. Yeah. But Brainiac pretty much lets them live as they would have lived so that he can keep studying. So Superman's kind of like, well, you've got this little tiny candor, this little tiny piece of my home planet where you've got people who are like me. And so this pisses Superman off. Right. So Superman's like, yeah, you're not doing this to another planet. We're not going to have this. So Superman destroys that sentry. I was allowing myself to be prisoner. Because <laughs> Superman, he he wanted to learn a little bit more about Brainiac. Ah, uh, he played the game to get more information. Like I said, I'm kind of paraphrasing some of what goes on. Correct. So he kind of plays that little reporter game where he... Just plays prisoner for a little bit as he starts to get his strength back. So he destroys that sentry pretty easily. No, and that's, then he sorry, breaks that's a lot of fun because you don't ever get to see a bunch of, like, the reporter side of Superman or the reporter side of Clark Kent. Right, which was also the best part of the most recent Batman movie, which you don't see the detective, and now you've seen the detective. Well, my Superman movie, you will see Clark Kent, the Clark Kent in Superman. What he's learned from his time with, like, Lois Lane, Perry at the planet. And from the fact that he went to college for... To do this. So, now he's escaping the ship, and he flies back down to the planet, and he's recharged to a point to where he thinks he can face Brainiac right, right then and there. And he's like, okay, Brainiac, we're not going to have this. You're leaving right now. You're not going to do this to another planet. And also... I'm taking the Bottle City of Candor just because those are my people, and I'm, yeah, you're not keeping that one. I'm, I'm sort of not okay with you keeping any of them. <laughs> but those are my people. But those people are my people, and they're all that's left. And Stuart Wynn's like, if you've got a problem with that, you and I are going to fight again, and you're going to have to understand that you're not going to come out on top. And Brainiac's like, well, I came on top the last time, and Superman's like, well, you shot me with a big laser. You didn't win that fight. You ended that fight. You did not win that fight. I'm back from here. So they have this big climactic final battle. You know, they fight back and forth, and Superman ends up finding out, yeah, I haven't gained enough power back to really uh, stand a chance against full, full-on onslaught of Brainiac. So Brainiac throws a punch that launches Superman back out into space. Like, really, really hard. Like, you see sound waves off this punch. Oh, that's all right. He's about to make the comeback. And so Superman's out cold, laying in space. Question, can he breathe in space? He doesn't necessarily breathe in space, but he doesn't necessarily have to breathe. Heard. Carry on. So it's not like one of those situations where he needs, like, a spacesuit or anything like that. He just doesn't necessarily need to do it in order to live. Because all of the sustenance he needs comes from... He's a battery, yes. So he doesn't need oxygen or any of that. He needs sunlight. He's a plant. All all he needs is the yellow sun. Photosynthesis, baby. Or anything younger than a yellow sun. So, because he can actually... Comic-wise, he can actually gain power from um, 
different suns as well. The only reason that he can't gain power from a red sun is because there's not as much solar radiation because of the fact that it's older. So a red sun is older than a yellow sun. A yellow sun is older than a blue sun. You've had a lot of science lessons in this. Well, this is all stuff I've learned reading <laughs> Superman comics. See, they do teach you something. And, like, there's even versions of comic books where, like, not Superman, but, like, there was a version of a Batman comic book where Batman went to another planet. And it was under a different color sun. And apparently, in on this other planet, humans can gain Superman-like abilities. Interesting. Actually, they, they, they covered that in Brave, Batman Brave and the Bold. Um, there was an episode. I love Batman the Brave and the Bold. Um, it's a great show. It's amazing. I love that show. That's my ideal Aquaman. The Aquaman of that show... It was such a good Aquaman. I love Aquaman of that show. It's such a good Aquaman. But, so... Superman's Superman recharges, and he recharges super quick because he's real close. He's out in space, yeah. There's, he's literally, there's nothing blocking the sunlight. True. Because there's nothing in space. Space, space. Space is just space. That's why we call it space. So, he comes flying back down like a freaking bullet because not only is he flying with anger, he's got gravity on the side. So he's like flying straight down. Heard. Takes that, you know, quick 90-degree turn and punches the <laughs> ever-loving crap. Because all you see is that red-blue blur as he's coming down. And then you see it take that turn and punch the ever-loving crap out of Brainiac. What? Slam. And then Brainiac's just kind of like, what the hell? Like, you was up there for a minute, and now, now, now you're, uh, you're punching me like that. Like, what the hell just happened? Superman's just kind of like, I'm going to teach you a lesson you ain't never going to forget. And we ain't never going to have this discussion again. You're going to go away. And you're not going to do this to another planet. I, I cannot emphasize this enough, Brainiac. You're not going to do this again. This is a piece of knowledge we're going to share, Brainiac. <laughs> exactly. You, you are going to have this knowledge, and this is going to be the last knowledge you ever collect. <laughs> because if you ever do anything like this again, and this is going to be something he says at the very end of the battle. Correct. Like once he's got like Brainiac, like, on the ropes, he's going to be like, listen, Brainiac, if I find out that you're doing this to another planet, I will personally come to that planet and beat your ass again. I won't kill you, but I will send you back. Exactly. So Brainiac leaves. Superman helps with the rebuilding of the city because, you know, Superman. Superman. And um, so he helps with the rebuilding of everywhere that they fought because they're going to destroy a lot of shit. Collateral damage. A lot of collateral damage. Because you got to think, one guy who's really powerful fighting another one guy who's, who's really, really powerful. powerful is a whole lot different than, like, five or six people fighting a guy who's kind of powerful. So Superman's going to help clean up and everything. Lex Luthor's going to help clean up. He's going to donate money. and He's going to throw money at it and all that kind of stuff. And it's still going to – and the animosity is still going to grow. And – You'll see Lex kind of doing the zero be like end credit scenes, mm-hmm. obviously because it's this world building. So there will be end credit scenes, and one of the end credit scenes will be Luthor has from the fight with Brainiac. There, 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 there's a lot of Superman matter around, you know, because Brainiac kind of gave him a, gave him a pretty good fight. Oh, okay. So there's some Superman matter. <clears throat> so he's gonna get a hold of a little bit of Superman DNA, and he's gonna start up Katniss. World will do. And the other end credit scene would be 
the Phantom Zone portal opening back up and Supergirl's ship coming out the other side. So now Supergirl has come to Earth. And, I mean, the rebuilding of the city is kind of where the movie kind of ends. The very end of the movie will have that. I, I really wanted to have... You, you, you remember how in a lot of older superhero movies, the very end of the movie had, like, that, that very happy ending, and then you had, like, the monologue from the hero that led into them saying something super iconic? Mm-hmm. It's going to have one of them monologues. Because I love those kind of monologues. It's the type of monologue for Superman. That's Superman monologue. Like... My 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 three my three favorites, okay, of those kind of monologues was the one from the Punisher film with Thomas Jane at the very end. He did a he did one of those kind of monologues where he pretty much just said, you know, Frank Castle is dead. I'm the Punisher. Da 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 da. Green Lantern. One of the best parts of that uh, that that pretty god awful movie. That, that that movie was a mess. It had some pretty good parts. That movie was a mess. But one of the best parts was the, the Green Lantern monologue at the very end. And then the most recent one to do it was Aquaman. And Aquaman's was so good. I don't remember the Aquaman monologue. You don't remember it? Not off the top of my head. I mean, I couldn't quote it. But, I mean, he, he has a monologue where he finally takes on, like, the fact that he admits the fact that, like, he's part human and he's part Atlantean. He's the son of a fisherman and a queen. And then he's like, I am the Aquaman. And that's that's where the movie ends. And it's so good. So, like, he will fully acknowledge everything, the fact that he is Superman. And that's where the movie ends. That's fun. I, I think that would be kind of quirky if, like, his ending monologue would be, like, something Clark Kent's, like, typing about to, like, put in the paper. Or, like, mirror something he's writing about in the paper. Well, so the reason why the monologue would kind of happen, and it will be... It'll be more of a, um, because you know how in the comics and in a lot of the movies they have that, uh, well, Superman first appeared and everyone's trying to get the scoop. Yes. But then he ends up giving it to Lois. The monologue will be what he tells Lois in the interview. No, that's awesome. That's really cool. So it'll end up being in the Daily Planet and the byline will be Lois Lane's byline. Yeah, that instantly gives Lois Lane much more street cred. Right, because she's the one who got the first interview with Superman. And then she will always be the one who gets the interview with Superman. Let's go. I mean, Clark will write about Superman, too, but... He's on sports and stuff. Yeah, he does He does, He does. does sports, and he does... He does a lot of investigative stuff, too, just because of the fact... He kind of weasels his way into a lot of um, Lois' stories. Yeah. Well, he, there... he weasels his way in so that he can... If he can be Superman and save the day while also getting a byline. I'm assuming there would be like moments in the movie where they're like, where'd Clark go? Or like, how, how, how does he get somewhere so quickly? Or how does he leave so quickly? Oh, yeah, 100%. There might be uh, a scene with a building fire, right? And the planet will find out about it. Superman will go save the people and Clark will be there when Lois shows up. And it's like, well, wait a second. You weren't even in the office when something was said. And Clark's like, oh, yeah, I was, I was right outside the door. I was getting ice cream across the street. He was like, I was right outside the door. I, I took the train almost immediately. I, I got there pretty quick. I, <laughs> I got there pretty And I assume that with this brainiac thing. I mean, Superman was already gone, but I was here. Yeah, also it was a red and blue blur. I assume with Brainiac arriving and then leaving, that 
the whole world now has a grasp of Batman has a grasp of like aliens and things like that. Like, oh, aliens exist. Yeah, Batman. Batman will get in this universe. The Batman movie and the Superman movie are taking place at the same time. Good, great. That's good. Batman would start to get a grasp of every of kind of what's going on at the very end of his movie. Because mm-hmm. he's dealing with whatever he's been dealing with. He's dealing with what he's dealing with in Gotham, and then all of a sudden, you know, he turns on the news at the very end of the movie, and he's like, okay, so there's some shit going on in Metropolis. But he's also kind of like, Gotham's my city. Metropolis is not my city. Metropolis is not my problem. It's over there. I'm dealing with these things. My city is my priority. I have to worry about Gotham. Gotham's got a lot of crap going on. So if that crap's still going on in Metropolis when I'm done with Gotham, then maybe I'll worry about it. But I'm not done with Gotham quite yet. Adam, thank you for sharing your Superman pitch. I personally enjoyed it. I like... I enjoyed more Reporter Clark. More Reporter Clark is always, always wanted... Superman not wanting to fight because Superman, it, it hurts me that so many people, their view of Superman or their idea of Superman is nothing that, that there's nothing wrong with it, but it's the Zack Snyder like Man of Steel. And that's not, it's a cool idea of Superman, but it's not Superman from like most of the, like 80, 90% of the comics. Right. And so it's, it's always a refreshing thing to see a friendly Superman. Or, right. Uh, My. See, this is this is where I get a lot of flack as a Superman fan, because one of my favorite films, uh, not my absolute favorite, but one, and I will watch it over and over again. I don't care. Superman Returns. There is not a whole lot of action in that movie. There is just a lot of Superman. That is Superman. For example, from that movie, Superman, he doesn't he doesn't throw punches at Luthor. Until, like, he, he's completely depowered. Mm-hmm. That's when he's like, well, you know, he's he's kind of like, Luther and I are on the same playing field, so I can kind of get away with getting a little physical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Superman, what are you doing? Crack, crack. And so, and that was actually one of my favorite parts of something they did in Smallville. All right. Between that, that final fight between him and Zod. Where they're fighting in the where they're fighting in the presence of blue kryptonite. Yes. So they're not necessarily weakened, but they don't have their powers. And they do that whole fight in the rain thing. And Zod throws Superman off the side of the building and he gets his powers back as he's falling so he doesn't die. <laughs> but they fight on a level playing field, so it's like just two people fighting rather than two superhumans fighting. Yes. That was one of my favorite aspects of the because of the, they they spent an entire season on Zod and they had they had them fight with powers a couple of times, but the fact that that final fight ended up being so emotional like that between them was just so good. I'm about to watch Smallville because Dylan Ashlock watched Smallville like back three four years ago, and I remember because we'd hang out and he'd just have Smallville on. I was like, oh, cool, he's watched Smallville. And then he'd come back to hang out. He'd have, like, the next season of Smallville on. He watched all, he binged all Smallville within a few months. when he, he loved Smallville. See, I watched Smallville while I was on TV. That's incredible. I, I watched Smallville while it was still on TV. Me and my dad would watch it. And, like, we would watch it episode by episode. 
like weekly. It was a weekly thing for us that we would watch. Like I remember the anticipation, like waiting for the fights with Zod and waiting for oh my god, the anticipation for when they did Doomsday. I didn't know that they did Doomsday. Yeah, it was actually Sam Witwer. <laughs> really? Yeah, Sam Witwer was Doomsday. And the way that they did it was really interesting because it was so instead of Doomsday being already this creature of destruction, Doomsday was born just a regular like he was a regular Kryptonian kid who was given experiments on and then sent to Earth. And then he lived practically the same life as Clark. Interesting. So, like, he grew up a human and all of that, but he, he had a little bit more negative a life, I guess. But he ends up still doing, he ends up still being, like, a productive, he ends up becoming an EMS. Like, he ends up still trying to save people, but he never actually develops powers as a human person. And then all of a sudden, people start dying. He starts having weird dreams of killing people. So, he actually, you, you remember how... Uh, Supergirl did rain. Yeah. It, it was very similar to that. It was a very dual personality thing. Where, like, when one went to sleep, the other one woke up and killed people. Oh, no. <laughs> but that's one of my favorite aspects of Superman is he doesn't necessarily care about fighting the villain. What he cares about is making sure people are safe. Like in Superman Returns, when instead of going back after Lex, or instead of worrying about himself when um, Lois and her husband come back to save him, mm-hmm. he flies back and he picks up the continent made of kryptonite and flies it up into space as he's being depowered by the kryptonite he's carrying. Because he's a hero. So that's what he does. That's what you do. Like, he flies down there, heat vision, going all at it. And heat vision is literally the most drawing of his powers. Because that's literally the solar energy leaving his body. I've said this to Chloe. Um... <laughs> I always phrase it this way. I don't know why. It just popped my head one day. It's literally my kink to see whenever superheroes save people. Like, I love watching superheroes save people. Because, like, you don't, people is great. You don't get a lot of that, like, these days. Because they're like, oh, we're going to beat up the big bad guy. We're going to do this thing. Or fight other superheroes. Blah, blah. I'm like, no, I just want to see you, like, swoop down, help the people, and then go away and go back to normal life. And then every now and then you'll get a big bad to deal with. But right. you should be saving people. That's that's one of the best things about the fact that they did, like, they would do Superman TV shows. Mm-hmm. Because in the TV shows, you would see him just save people. I actually recently, well, not super recently, it was, like, probably about a year ago, um, I binge-watched all the way through um, Superman and Lo- or Lois and Clark, mm-hmm. The New Adventures of Superman. That show was so good. They do the idea of Superman so well in terms of, like, a lot of people didn't like the fact that he didn't just fight and use use his abilities and do this and do that. what he's about. But he would just be about, like, swooping in and saving people. Mm-hmm. And then he would go away and he would be Clark again. And they, some people would say they, they emphasize Clark too much. And it's like, because he is Clark Kent. Superman has always been Clark Kent first. Because Superman is not Batman. Batman is Batman first. Clark Superman became Superman. Yes. Batman had to relearn how to become Bruce. There's a Batman story, uh, I can't remember a lot about it, but it's called Batman Ego, and it's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. who is Batman, who who is this person, Batman or Bruce Wayne, and I've always, that's always really fun. I'm going to I'm gonna stop this here, because I don't know, A, how much of this I can like put together singularly, 
and be yeah, it's going to be a long one. But I, I appreciate this. I I anticipate. I hope to do this again, and not just for the Superman. I really I would really like to hear your Fantastic Four stuff because you were talking about Brainiac like getting setting the sentries and stuff to get the thing ready for bottling. I'm like, Galactus just putting together a little like machine to to destroy the planet. Right. I'm excited to hear Fantastic Four stuff from you. But pleasure as always, Adam.